0: Hi and welcome to Finding Drishti Podcast. I'm Terry Cohen. This episode comes from a month-long workshop series diving deeper into the latter six limbs of Patanjali's eight-limb yogic path. If you missed the previous series covering the first two limbs, yamas and niyamas, you can find those recordings in episodes two, four, six, and eight of season one. All right, so hopefully everybody grabbed... Um, one of our cards that has the eight limbs. I had to write in the, f- the fifth limb. and got dropped off by our graphic designer by accident. Um, so yeah, let me start you off with a passage that I think really helps kind of start to sum up where we're going from here. So the book that I'm reading from, this is Meditations from the Mat by Rolf Gates, and this is really great because he has 365 little daily essays that walks through all eight limbs and just kind of his interpretations on them. And I've been using this almost like a study guide as I've started to really understand how these eight limbs fit within my life. So um, he talks about here, yoga works from the outside in. We begin with a study of our actions, which are our yamas and niyamas. Move on to our bodies, so getting into our asana, and on to our breath, our pranayama. Then, turning inward, we follow our thoughts to their source. We use our own light to return to the source of light. With our attention resting steadily in the present, our bondage to past conditioning slowly dissipates. Who we thought we were slowly fades into unimportance in the brilliant light of our true nature. So this is the journey that we're going through, is that we tend to start from the surface and start to move in. That's the spiritual journey. Most of us tend to still live on the surface, right? And that, that comes out into play in social media. And when we start to feel self-conscious, when we're about to meet somebody, oh my god, my hair, my skin, what am I wearing, right? And as we go through this process of clearing through you know, our actions, our behaviors toward other people, how we choose to live our own lives, of truthfulness, of cleanliness, of moderation, and then taking that into our physical practice, our asana, and how we use our breath within our practice. And then taking that inward toward concentration, meditation, into that final step of oneness, where you are no longer a separate entity from everything else, everything feels interconnected. And that's kind of the cool part about this practice is that when we start to really take in the practice all the way to our hearts, You don't feel so much like you have to do this superficial Western society kind of thingy. You no longer feel anxiety over small things in life. We start to feel a little bit more calm because we're more connected to ourselves. And there's a discovery process too as we go inward where um, before you might have been too afraid to look at what was inside, to have to look at your own weaknesses or judgments or analysis and start to accept that my truth is my truth and being present is all that we can offer and i remember when i was in my early 20s i was having my quarter life crisis i moved out to california and i was having that like career change i I moved out of the house right like i'm in a state where i didn't know anybody and I had these coworkers who were just starting to turn 30, and they're like, "30 is the greatest thing." When you're 22, 30 feels super old, right? Mm-hmm. 25 felt super old at 22, so when they're like 30, oh my gosh, you feel so much better in your own skin. And now that I'm in my 30s, and I'm meeting people who are turning into their 40s, they're like, "40, 40 is a new turning point." And so it's almost like every decade that you get older, you suddenly realize. I don't give a crap about what anybody else thinks about me, that I can be okay in my own skin. Well, yoga does something similar. It teaches us that we don't have to live on the surface, that we can start to come inward and be okay with what's inside. So we don't need to wait till we're 30, 40, 50, 60, 70, whatever that goal mark is where you feel like that's the decade that I'm going to feel solid about myself. We don't have to wait for that. We can start that process now. We can use our practice in such a way that we can skip all of those kind of weird tick points, those milestones that everybody else seems to get to, and we can start that process now, whatever age that you're at. And that's kind of cool, too. I don't have to wait till I'm 50 till I feel comfortable in my skin. I can do that now, you know? So as we take this practice going from the outside in, there's different steps that we've taken. Right, So the first week that I did this workshop, um, we were talking about sensory withdrawal. So Pratyahara, that's the handwritten limb there. So Pratyahara, sensory withdrawal. And that's that first step that we start to go inward. That's to say, we're going to clear our space so that we can prepare our minds for concentration, for meditation, that we're not going to have any kind of visual things, sound things that can distract us from our practice and from our breath. And then we go into dharana. Are on a concentration, so sustained focus, sustained attention. Uh, Not concentration where you're straining your face. Oh man, I'm concentrating so hard. It's more like I'm going to relax my mind and relax my breath and allow myself to have nothing else but focus on this one thing. And that starts to calm our minds down. So this week we're getting into meditation where that concentration becomes effortless. So we'll get into a little bit more of that as we go along today. Uh, For right now, let's close our eyes. Take a comfortable seat, so make sure that you're comfortable first sitting. Whether you wanna be propped up on a bolster or have a little lift under a blanket, I've got a Zafu underneath me. But make sure that you're comfortable sitting. And just rest the hands on top of your legs, roll your shoulders back and behind, close your eyes for a moment. Start to find a slow, steady in-breath through your nose. And an out-breath out your nose. Allow your spine to grow long and tall so that you have that full capacity for breath to expand within your body. And as you exhale, feel that rooting down back into your sits bones against whatever you're sitting on. Whether you're on a bolster or on the floor or on a blanket. So Pranayama talks about this ease of breath. Soften where you can in your body. I can always tell how somebody's practice is going based on their breath. Whether it feels strained, forced. If it feels like somebody's holding their breath and they're not able to let go of that exhale. So smooth out your breath here. And anytime we do breath practice, if you feel like you get to a space where you can't seem to follow the breath, maybe your body's panicking a little or your breath is getting stuck somewhere, take a couple just normal inhale, exhales, and then try to come back to the breath pattern that we're working with. So the asana present, sorry, the asana present us with an inexhaustible supply of opportunities to go back to square one, to develop humility. If we are willing to do this, a beautiful thing happens. An authentic human being begins to emerge. As this being matures, we find that we do have something to say, something to share, and that the very acts of telling and sharing our healing for both the giver and the receiver. The asana embody this knowledge. They remind us over and over again that before we leave this short life, we must give of our truth. So even here in your sukhasana, your easy pose, your cross-legged pose, can you find humility? Can you feel a sense of surrender to your seat and to your breath? Can you fight the urge to want to run away, to want to fidget, to want to move, to want to see, to want to fight stillness? Nobody said sitting is easy. Nobody said that stillness and concentration and meditation are easy. This is something we need to practice, that we need to exercise in our bodies, that we will fail over and over again. Or you might lose your concentration. You might lose your breath. You might lose your attention. Your mind might wander. And if those things happen, don't judge yourself. Just bring it back to what you're supposed to be. Bring it back to the breath. Bring it back to those subtle feelings of expansion and contraction. Bring it back to this easy posture that is also firm. i will take a few more breaths here. gently flutter the eyes open. You can relax your posture. So I'm gonna talk about a few different seated postures that you can work with, um, that you can use in meditation. So cross-legged doesn't work for everybody. I find that if I sit cross-legged for too long, my foot falls asleep. And then all I do the rest of the time is focus on that tingly feeling like ants are crawling over my foot. And all I wanna do is fidget and move, all right? This is a meditation posture. So you actually see this in a lot of of Buddhist statues where they have one leg tucked under and one knee up and sometimes they have different hand postures, uh, mudras. So this is totally fine. Switch it up. You could do it kneeling. So having a little lift underneath. This is a nice, relaxed posture. If you need a little bit more height, if you have very tight legs, you could do it like this. Right? You could do it with your bolster, either long, just sitting on like the skinny end, or if you need a little bit more cushion, you can turn it sideways. So there's lots of different ways to set up your seat. So I want you to try a different seated posture and just see how it feels for our next round of breath. Okay. And there's no wrong way of doing it. (laughs) So try something different. Get yourself a little higher maybe. Make sure that you're nice and cushioned behind the knees if you need. So we're gonna get nice and tall again in our spine. And actually in seated meditation, we think like, oh, everything, my bandhas need to be all engaged. It needs to be stiff and still. Allow your shoulders just kind of drop your belly does not need to be sucked in. You can allow it to move and breathe. Okay, So we're going to close our eyes here. We're going to work into a different pranayama. So the breath pattern is going to be one-third inhale, two-thirds the way, until you get all the way to the top. And There's little pauses between the two. When you get to the top of your inhale, the full inhale, you'll pause, and then you'll exhale completely out of the mouth. Okay, So here we go. Inhale about one third of the way, pause, inhale another third, pause, all the way to the top. Hold it at the top, slow exhale out the mouth. Again, one third the way, take it another third, Fill up all the way to the top. Hold it. Exhale out the mouth. So you keep going on your own breath. No rush. We'll do three more rounds of breath. When you finish your three rounds, just come back to a normal breath, but keep your eyes closed. And just feel whatever you're feeling. Were you feeling tense throughout the body? Were you feeling stressed in your mind? Or were you able to keep your focus and concentration on the breath? Did your mind wander? Flutter your eyes open. How did this, whatever position that you decided to sit in, how did this feel? Okay. Let's change up your seat one more time. So I'll read you a passage from. It talks about dharana, which is concentration that's sustained attention. In yoga practice, the mind's ability to concentrate is primary. The body's ability to master a posture is secondary. This is true because the nature of dharana is creative. As we apply our minds to the moment, a synergy happens between what is and what we have already experienced. An entirely new understanding becomes possible New worlds open up, evolution becomes possible. So like I said, we spend so much of our time on the surface and a lot of times when we start our yoga practice, it's all about the poses, the asana, right? How flexible can I get? How strong can I feel? Can I do all those weird pretzel poses? Can I feel as glorious and open as the Instagram photos, right? And this is saying the postures are secondary. The whole point of this practice is to get into our minds, to train our minds toward concentration and toward meditation. And when we stop kind of the rat race kind of game that we play when we start our asana practice, when we let go of needing to perfect our physical postures and we can focus more on what are we learning about ourselves on the inside, it actually creates space because we're taking away all the clutter, all the nonsense. And when we create that space, suddenly you experience something completely new. And so they talk about creativity here. And when you think about musicians, right, really talented musicians, they are no longer focused on the notes, on the actual score. They aren't so focused about technique. Right? It's so ingrained in them. They've been practicing so much. They are masters of the instrument that they are no longer creating the music. They just are the music. That's where we're going with this, that our sustained attention, our concentration becomes so effortless because we've practiced it so much and we've gone through all the hardships of failing and trying to figure it out and finding the technical aspects of it that instead of being focused on the nitty-picky, that we're able to just drop in kind of turn off all the excess stuff and let it become effortless, let it become easy almost. You're so relaxed into it that things flow through you. And so these actually, these last three limbs, they call this samyama. So going from dharana, concentration, dhyana, meditation, to samadhi, that oneness, those three are actually pretty fluid. Where you might start concentrating on something, trying to put all of your attention to it, and you might get to a space where it starts to feel relaxed, easy, effortless, and then you get glimpses of this like bliss that happens, that everything is connecting, everything is flowing, that you are no longer a separate thing from what you're thinking about, that it's all just kind of there, melted together. Nobody stays in samadhi, it's not like you achieve bliss and you're like, oh, world is done. I've achieved spiritual nirvana and I'm just going to stay there and I'm now an angel or whatever you want to call this stage. We're human beings. We're going to fluctuate. We might feel moments of this going up into samadhi and you feel it for just a a little moment and then you come back and you might go back to concentration. So these three, we can think of these as a very fluid kind of spectrum that we kind of flow between. Um, So don't feel like oh man, I I felt like I had concentration last week, and I'm nailing meditation this week, and then the next week meditation feels very difficult. That's fine, that just means that you have moved back into that dharana space, very fluid, okay? All right, so we're gonna flow today. We're gonna get some movement. Um, Is everyone familiar with sun salutations, have done a few sun salutations in your life? Okay, we're gonna stick to more of the basics. So we're gonna do some half salutations, we're gonna do some sun A's, we're gonna do some modified sun B's. And because these are very familiar flows, if you've been coming to any type of asana class, and we're gonna do some repetition. so even if you haven't become very familiar with our sun salutations, um, by round number three, it should feel like, okay, I've done this a couple times. We're gonna treat our flow like moving meditation. And because we're gonna repeat some of these over and over again, Hopefully that'll mean that you're less in your head about, oh, which foot, where am I moving, where am I breathing? Turn that part of your brain off. I will cue you through everything. Um, And we just want this to become about movement and breath and see if you can get into that space less of concentrating on the flow and more of connecting, that sustained, relaxed, easier focus, okay? So let's clear your mats. Move all your props aside. And we're gonna start at the front of your mat, standing. So bring your big toes together. You're gonna spread all 10 toes wide. Keep about an inch between your heels, okay? Bring your palms together, loop your shoulders back and behind, close your eyes. So we're here at Samastitihi, standing at attention. Feel all 10 toes into the ground. Feel where the weight is in your feet, whether you're leaning forward into your toes or hanging back in the heels, and bring that into center. Feel the stacking of bones, your knees over the ankles, your hips floating over the knees. Spine is nice and long. Shoulders are relaxed, floating over your hips. Crown of the head reaching to the top of the room. And as you close your eyes here, maybe you notice shadows or a little bit of color or light coming through your eyelids. Just keep your attention in that spot for a moment. So even here as you're standing quote unquote still, there's subtle movement, right? Your breath is still moving. It's pushing against your ribs. It's expanding into the chest and into the back body. Your diaphragm is moving. There might be a little bit of sway in your stance, your body trying to figure out how to stand still. Take three more breaths here. Two more. One more inhale. Flutter your eyes open. On your next inhale, reach your arms all the way up to the sky. On your exhale, fold forward and down. Inhale, hands to your shins. Push your heart forward, flat back. Exhale, fold. Inhale, rise all the way up to stand. Arms to the sky. Exhale, hands into heart center, samasitihi. We'll move through that again. Inhale, reach up. Exhale, fold down. Inhale, halfway lift. Exhale, fold. Inhale, rise up, reach up. Exhale, hands into heart center. Two more half salutations. Inhale and reach. Use your entire exhale to fold. Inhale, halfway lift. Exhale, fold. Inhale, arms to the sky. Exhale, hands into heart center. One more, inhale, reach. Exhale, bow down. Inhale, half-lift. Exhale, fold. Inhale, arms up. Exhale, hands in. Good, we'll move into our sun A. Inhale, reach up. Exhale, fold down. Inhale, half-lift. Let's find plank pose. Hands down, feet back, top of a push-up. Take another inhale. Broaden across your chest. Exhale, lower either halfway down or all the way to your belly. Inhale, point your toes behind. Open your chest. Roll your shoulders back. Exhale, tuck your toes. Lift the hips. Downward facing dog. Breathe in. Breathe out. Where can you soften? Where do you actually need to be strong? We'll take one more breath here. And then look up at your hands, get your feet to the front of the mat. Inhale, halfway lift. Exhale, fold. Inhale, arms to the sky. Exhale, hands into heart center. Again, inhale and reach. Exhale, fold down. Inhale, half lift. Exhale, hands down, feet back, find plank and pause. Take another inhale. And then exhale, lower, either halfway down or all the way down. Inhale, toes point behind, open your chest. Exhale, downward facing dog. So worry less about perfection of poses today. We wanna connect breath with your movement. We wanna turn off your brain as much as you can and just physically experience sensation. Two more inhales. One more breath in. Look up at your hands, step or hop your feet. Inhale, half lift. Exhale and fold. Inhale, rise to stand. Exhale, hands into heart center. Again, inhale, reach up. Take your time, exhale to fold. Inhale, lengthen. Exhale, hands down, feet back, find plank. Take another breath here to broaden across the chest. And then exhale to lower. Inhale, open the chest, point your toes behind any amount. Exhale, tuck the toes, lift the hips, downward facing dog. Breathe in. Breathe out. Notice where you might be focusing a little too hard that it becomes strain. How can you ease that up? Can you send a little more weight into your legs and soften your knees? Can you feel the full press of your hands into the floor? Take one more inhale. Come back forward, step or float. Inhale, lengthen. Exhale, fold. Inhale, rise up, reach up. Exhale, samasitihi, hands at heart center. Let's move through one more A. Inhale, arms up. Exhale to fold. Inhale, half-lift. Exhale, hands down, feet back. Pause here. Take another inhale, lengthen. Exhale, lower. Inhale, chest opens, toes point behind. Exhale, press the weight back into your legs. Five breaths here. Let the head fully relax. Let it drop down, pick a spot on the back wall. Maybe you focus your breath there. Spread the fingers nice and wide. Feel the soak of the palms into the floor. Take one more breath. Let's come back to the top of your mat. Inhale, half lift. Exhale, fold. Inhale, rise to stand. Exhale, hands in heart center. Good. Let's find chair pose. Bend your knees, sink your hips low, take your arms up high. Exhale, fold forward and down. Inhale, halfway lift. Exhale, hands down, feet back. If you wanna move through vinyasa here, you're welcome to. If you wanna start skipping them, come straight into Downward Facing Dog. Good, from Downward Facing Dog, inhale your right heel high. Step your right foot forward and spin your back heel down. Good, we're gonna rise all the way up into Warrior one, and we're gonna pause here. Move your right foot to the right a little, left foot to the left. That back heel is down on the floor. Drag your right hip back and behind so that your hips continue to point straight forward. We're gonna take one more breath here. And then you're gonna set your hands down, step your right leg back. We're gonna go straight to downward facing dog. We'll skip the vinyasas between our warrior ones. Inhale your left heel high. Exhale, step it between your hands, spin your back heel down. Inhale, float your arms up, warrior one. Take a couple breaths here. And just notice if this is a stance where you're feeling like you're struggling the whole time and start to invite places where you might struggle less. If you're feeling unstable in your legs, move your legs. If you're feeling really strained in your shoulders, soften your shoulders. Take one more breath here. Good, hands down. Downward facing dog, step your left foot behind you. We'll keep the hips lifted. We'll take a few breaths here. Again, Spreading the fingers wide.
1: So if your feet are slipping, I would take your socks off. Take two
0: more breaths in. One more inhale. Look up at your hands, get your feet to the front. Inhale, we'll take a half lift. Exhale, fold. Inhale, chair pose. Bend your knees, reach up. Exhale, samasitihi. straighten your legs, hands into heart center. Let's do that again, chair pose, inhale. Exhale, fold forward. Inhale, halfway lift. Exhale, hands down, feet back. You want that vinyasa, feel free to move through as long as you don't have to think too hard about it. Otherwise, come into downward-facing dog. We'll work the right side. Inhale, right heel high. Exhale, step your right foot forward, spin your back heel down. Inhale, take the arms up to the sky. Stay here for your exhale. One more inhale. Exhale, hands down, step your right leg back, downward facing dog. Let's move into the left side. Inhale, left heel high. Exhale, step it forward. Bring your back heel down. Inhale, reach the arms up. Stay for your exhale. Take one more inhale. Hands down, left leg back, downward facing dog. Breathe in, breathe out. Let the head relax, find one spot for your eyes. So that drishti point, wherever you end up looking, that's going to help you with your mind from wandering so you don't have to notice shiny moving things. Put all of your breath and attention into that one spot. There's our dharana, our concentration. One more breath. Good. Look back up at your hands. Let's get the feet forward. Inhale, halfway lift. Exhale, fold. Inhale, chair pose. Bend your knees, reach your arms up. Samasthiti on the exhale. Straighten your legs, hands into heart center. Let's move through that again. Chair pose on the inhale. Bend the knees, reach up. Exhale, fold forward and down. Inhale, halfway lift. Exhale, hands down, feet back. You want that vinyasa. Take it, otherwise downward-facing dog. Inhale. Exhale. Inhale, right heel high. Exhale, step it through. Bring your back heel down. Inhale, float all the way up. Stay here for your exhale. Take one more inhale. Exhale, hands down, right leg back, downward-facing dog. Let's move to the other side. Inhale, left heel high. Exhale, step it through, right heel down. Inhale, float all the way up. Stay here for your exhale. Take one more inhale. Downward-facing dog, hands down, left leg back. Good. keep those index fingers pointing straight forward. Spread the fingers wide. There's your stability in your hands. As much of the weight pressed into your legs as possible, your legs are stronger, use that to your advantage and then relax everything else. Asana, when practiced within this eight limb structure talks about firmness in the pose, but also relaxation. Your mind is calm and your heart is open. Take two more breaths here. One more inhale. Look back up at your hands. Get the feet to the front. Inhale, halfway lift. Exhale, fold. Inhale, chair pose. Bend your knees, reach up. Exhale, samasthiti, hands in the heart center. Take three breaths here. Close your eyes. Two more breaths. Soften where you can. One more inhale. We're going to inhale your arms back up to the sky. Exhale, fold forward and down. Inhale, halfway lift. Exhale, hands down, feet back. Vinyasa or not, we'll meet in downward-facing dog. Inhale, open the chest if you're taking that vinyasa. Exhale, tuck your toes and lift the hips. Inhale your right heel high. We're gonna come back to that warrior one. So step your right foot forward, spin your back heel down, take your arms to the sky. Take a moment to get this pose as stable as possible. So if your hips are kind of off to the side and you're feeling really wobbly, just move your right foot to the right. Give yourself that space. We're gonna stay here for about five breaths. And just notice where in your body you're starting to tense up and then offer a little bit of softening there. Three more breaths. Two more. One more inhale. We're gonna open this into warrior two. So you're gonna bring your right arm forward and your hips are gonna to open to the side. Give yourself more space, especially if your right knee is creeping past your right toes. You know, Make sure that you're supporting your own body here. Good, now relax your shoulders down. Look beyond your right middle finger. Just pick a spot. Breathe into that spot. Two more breaths. One more inhale. Now we're gonna take side angle from here, right forearm to your thigh. Take your left arm over your left ear, pointing the fingers to the gray wall. Relax your shoulders. Two more breaths. One more inhale. Okay, come back to your warrior two. So we're gonna straighten your right leg so that both legs are straight. Flip your right palm, take it up to the sky. Sky Archer. Maybe you're looking up at your right hand. Take two more breaths. One more inhale. Bring your arms back to a T. We're going to turn your right toes to the long side of your mat. you're now pointing to the long side. Feet are parallel. Hands to the waist. Take an inhale. Get tall. Exhale, forward fold. Release your hands down to the floor. If you need a block here, feel free to grab a block. And You're going to let your head relax as much as you can. The top of your head is just dropping down toward the floor with the help of gravity. Pick something behind you to look at. Your tailbone is light. There can be a softening through the knees. Take three more breaths. Two more. One more inhale. Good, inhale straighten through your arms. We're gonna walk everything back forward toward the right so that you're pointing the front of your mat. Step your right foot to the back of the mat. If you'd like a vinyasa, take one. We'll meet in Downward Facing Dog. on your next inhale, left heel high. Exhale, step it forward. Find your warrior one. Your back heel will come to the floor. Your arms will float up to the sky. you feel wobbly, move your left foot to the left. If the bend of your left knee is going past your toes, move your foot to support that knee. Four more breaths. Soften where you can. Three more. Two more. One more inhale. Let's open out into warrior two. Left arm comes forward, hips and chest open toward the mirror. Maybe a little deeper bend of that left knee. Maybe you need to walk your left foot a little more forward. Pick a spot beyond your left middle finger. Two more breaths in. One more inhale. Good, side angle, left forearm to your thigh. Right arm goes over your right ear, fingers reaching toward the gray wall. Keep your breath moving. Two more breaths in. Okay, come back up to your warrior two. Stay here for your exhale. Good, straighten your left leg. Take your left hand up to the sky, sky archer. Two big breaths in. One more inhale. Arms back to a T. Turn your left toes into the long side of your mat. Make your feet parallel. Hands to the waist, inhale tall. Exhale forward fold, release the hands to the floor to a block. Take another inhale for length here. Push your heart forward. And then exhale, let's deepen into this fold. So we use these poses in our physical practice to strengthen our body, to stretch it out for the purposes of being able to sit in meditation for longer periods of time. Take two more breaths here. Relax the head, relax the neck. One more breath in. Inhale, lengthen. Let's walk everything back forward toward the left. Pointing to the front of your mat, step your left foot back and behind. If you would like a vinyasa, you can take one here. Otherwise, come down into child's pose knees down, hips to the heels. We'll meet in child's pose. Give yourself plenty of space here. Let those knees go wide. Let your belly hang between your thighs, let your head get heavy. Relax your shoulders and your elbows. If you feel any tension in your head or your neck, maybe rock your head side to side against the mat. just take assessment of your mental state right now. If you found yourself throughout those physical poses still feeling kind of anxious, feeling wobbly, unbalanced, uncomfortable, that's okay. That's the state of your physical practice right now with practice, with that sustained attention your breath will become a little easier to match with your movement, your transitions. You'll less think about the specifics of the poses, and over time, those very foundational poses our warrior ones, our warrior twos, our sun salutations become more automatic in the body. There's almost muscle memory that happens. There's a little less fidgeting of trying to find your balance in poses and you'll be able to step into them and just breathe. But Again, if that didn't happen today or didn't happen last week, it may not happen for another year, that's totally fine. This practice says continue to work at it. Make it a regular thing so that one day it does become easier, that it becomes less of a mind game that it feels more like flow. Take a few more breaths here. take your child's pose for a twist. If you have your arms reaching back, go ahead and bring them forward. Slide your right arm under your left armpit all the way through until your shoulder and your ear can touch the floor. Melt back down into it. Feel the twist move through the upper back. Feel your breath expand in the back body. So when we think about preparing the body for seated meditation, we think about our health of the spine and the health of our hips. So as you move through a physical practice to get yourself ready, twists are always good, forward folds and heart openers are good, and we'll take some lateral stretches as well. So Take two more breaths here. One more inhale. Slide your right arm out from underneath. Let's go to the other side. Left arm slides through until your ear and shoulder soften into the floor. Just feel the breath move through this shape. Two more breaths in. Bring this left arm out from underneath. Crawl your fingers over to the right edge of your mat. Maybe stacking your left hand on top of your right. Send your left hip back and behind. You move those hands as far to the right as your body needs to feel enough stretch through the left side body. Take one more breath here and then walk the hands back through center let's go to the other side hands over to the left edge of your mat maybe you want to stack your right hand on top of left send your right hip back and behind and you judge how much sensation you're experiencing and how much more that you need Once you get to where you need to be, breathe into it. Three more breaths here. Bring your hands back through center. Give yourself a few breaths in your child's pose. Melt back down. And then from here, let's find any kind of shavasana type posture that you want, you'll bring your feet forward, lie down onto your back. This will be our first Shavasana, so we'll make this one just a little easier. Give yourself some space between your legs. If you need more opening across your heart, open your palms up to the sky, move your hands away from your body. If you need more anchoring in your life today, a little more grounding, maybe hands on top of your body or hands on your legs. Keep the eyes closed. Maybe you still feel the vibration of our physical postures. But notice where you're feeling stuck. If You need to move a leg or an arm to get yourself unstuck. Don't be afraid to do so. Allow the weight of your body to be drawn down into the floor with gravity. Feel the back of your head, the weight of your skull being cradled by the floor. Feel the ease of breath, the natural rise and fall of your chest and your belly as you breathe. Let go of effort here. Let go of attention here. The seventh aspect of yoga's eight limb path is meditation or dhyana. Once we have learned to practice dharana, concentration, to quiet the mind through focused effort, something else begins to happen. We can already bring our mind to one point and keep it there. We have an awareness of the mind and the object of concentration, the seer and the seen. Now, dharana leads to dhyana. Attention becomes effortless. There is no longer a seer, only the seen. We experience this kind of effortless absorption in love when our love for our child or partner transcends all thoughts of our personal safety or comfort. Because it is an intrinsic aspect of our nature, we also experience dhyana in our everyday activities. start to bring attention back to your breath. We're going to start to add movement to the fingers, to the toes. Move through your wrists and your ankles. Reach your arms overhead, take a full body stretch. Move your jaw around. Draw your knees into the chest. Roll to the right, press back up. We'll find a comfortable seat. So meditation comes in a lot of different forms. We tend to think meditation is this seated, quiet, no moving, you're a statue. Right? But meditation can be our moving practice. Meditation could be taking a hike on the greenbelt, being quiet in your mind, one mindful step at a time. Meditation could be doing the dishes. Right? Quiet your mind, focused. So meditation can be a lot of different things for a lot of different people. And then there's a lot of different techniques for meditation. Uh, Last week we did one meditation, shamatha meditation, where all of our focus was just on the breath. So maybe counting your inhales, counting your exhales, counting your inhales, counting your exhales. So that's a very easy way to kind of start to come into a seated meditation. Meditation also can be a practice of giving and receiving. So there's one that I really like, Tonglen meditation. It's a Buddhist meditation practice. And it uses our breath of drawing in suffering, allowing your breath to be transformed by your own being. And as you exhale, you're giving out compassion. You're giving out relief. You're giving out love, positivity, whatever the world needs, or whoever you're meditating on is getting something back. So there's almost an action to certain meditations. But meditation, for the most part, is, again, connecting into, tapping into something inside of us that's deeper. And that's where we start to hint at where samadhi is, samadhi being bliss, oneness, full connection. So I'm going to read you another passage that I thought was really helpful for me in understanding um, dhyana meditation. This one actually kind of makes me Google. So it says, two scenarios. In one, you are talking to someone who both frightens and angers you. You spend the conversation managing these feelings, right? You're talking to like a relative that pisses you off. I don't know, not from personal experience or anything. Um, Okay, so you, you spend the conversation managing these feelings and you make your exit as soon as possible. In the second scene, you've had a shift in perspective. You are connected to your own light and you have faith in who you are. Nevertheless, you have the same negative reaction to this person. But in this second scenario, you abide calmly and see clearly. You observe your reaction to this person and trace it to its origin. You understand that neither you nor this person need to be accountable to your old beliefs about yourself and others. In the spaciousness of this attitude, you are able to behave like an adult. Growth on the mat is growth. So this comes back to when I was in my 20s. I used to get, I was so hot-headed. I used to get so mad about so many things. Little things would trigger me. <laughs> right. And again, speaking to my coworkers who were turning 30, they're like, yeah, I just don't get mad about those things anymore. And I'm still like so worked up, and I didn't understand why. And I always let somebody else's situation become a personal thing. And I immediately reacted to it. So meditation is a place where we can change that perspective. Because we're no longer on the surface of ourselves. We've now gone in a few layers. We're like, actually, that isn't the type of person that I want to be. That isn't actually who I am. I don't need to be an angry person. I don't need to feed the anger monster. But there is a part of me that's like, maybe love isn't such a bad thing. And if somebody's suffering and they're doing something that's making everybody else angry, maybe that's on them. That's not on me. Right, so changing the perspective there, using our practice in a way where we are able to tap into those deeper levels so that when something does happen, you aren't the petulant child having a tantrum along with them, that instead you are an adult, <laughs> you are more grown up. And it doesn't have to happen at a certain decade, it can happen now. Right, so this practice is one that can change all of your relationships, which is kind of really cool. I joke a lot that I do yoga because um, I don't want to kill my children. (laughs) And if anybody's had to work with little kids, three is especially a hard age. Um, There's the old me, which would have had a tantrum with my children. And I'm happy to admit that I've totally had tantrums with them where I stamp my feet. I'm like, listen to me. I give you instructions. I said, put that away. A few deep breaths. Take a moment for yourself, right? Sensory withdrawal. Sometimes mommy has to go have my own time out. I go hide in the bathroom for those reasons. I lock the door. Mommy's in the bathroom. Don't bother me. That's actually my time (laughs) to tap into this to not let the stimulants that tend to draw you into those anger places, places of frustration, so that you have enough time to bring your breath down, to refocus your attention, to tap into that (laughs) peace that is hiding inside of you that wants you to be more peaceful all the time. And then I can come back and be an adult. What did we talk about were the three steps we needed to do today, right? And this happens for all of us, and it doesn't mean that once you reach that stage, you're always gonna be in that stage. I still have tantrums. I just try to keep them in my own head instead of projecting them on my own kids. right? I have little timeouts in my head instead of having to lock myself in the bathroom. So there are moments where you're gonna still be triggered, and there's a, there's, a, a, there's a concept in yoga called samskaras that talks about these kind of cyclical behaviors where if you continue to feed that cycle, every time something happens like that, you're immediately going to be triggered into anger, frustration, anxiety, ugh, all that negative stuff. But we recognize when we're in that cycle, we go, oh, oh, this is that monster coming out. Maybe I change perspective. You recognize where you are so that you can break the cycle, so that you don't continue to have the same cyclical behavior every time. We want to recognize our samskaras so that we can get out of them, so that we can start to pa- pave a new path, a new kind of pattern that we would prefer to be in. Right? So this is a very powerful practice that we can use to get out of this constant uh, childlike petulance, because it's easier, it's easy to have a tantrum it's easy to honk the horn, and to flick someone off when they cut you off on the road, right? It's very easy to get into that space of, well, it's somebody else's fault, and why is the world so against me, and starting to get into that neg- negative space. But our meditation practice, our concentration practice can pull us out of that, because suddenly when you're quiet and still, you have to see all the yucky stuff inside of you that you want to change, because the only way you can change it is to know that it's there, okay? So we're gonna move into uh, one more meditation practice. This one's called vipassana. Um, And this is, I'm gonna read this to you, insight means seeing things as they truly are, okay? This to me is a very difficult meditation as a beginner because there isn't one thing to focus on. There isn't just breath like we would with shamatha or putting a focus on a person like tonglen meditation where we want to take in their suffering and offer something back. This is one that is a little bit of a mind game that you're going to get in there and your body your mind is going to want to pull you away. It's going to say, "You know, maybe I am feeling that little tingly in my foot. Maybe I want to fidget a little. Is the person next to me also closing their eyes? I don't know. I'm going to take a peek." Right? So your mind is going to play games on you. But this is one where We're gonna allow for quiet in your mind, or try to, and you're going to notice as your mind reacts to being quiet and still, and we're gonna say not now to the stuff that feels like something bothering you, right? So again, children are kind of my ultimate test in life. It's gonna feel like when my child comes, go, mommy, 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 can I have a, mommy, pay attention to me, mommy, mommy. And I'm going to, in my mind, go, not now, because I'm going to be a meditation. I'm going to be breathing and just trying to stay quiet in my mind, okay? So this is this is the practice. This is the insight practice, because when we can get ourselves exercised enough in concentration and in meditation that you don't even hear the mommy, mommy, mommy in your head. It's probably going to be different for everybody, especially if you're not a mom. Um, It's gonna be some other nagging thing in your brain. Scratch that itch, scratch that itch, scratch that itch. Peek at the person next to you. Move, move. Whatever that is in your voice, in your head. And you're just gonna stay with your breath. A calm inhale, calm exhale. Continue to quiet your mind. Tell those annoying interruptions, not now, not now. Come back to the breath. Not now, come back to the breath, okay? So I'm gonna do these in First round, we're gonna do about a minute, and it's gonna feel like 20 if you haven't done this type of meditation. So I'm gonna time you guys for about a minute. We're gonna come out of it, we'll readjust. We're gonna do the next round a little longer, two minutes, let's say, and then we'll do um, a third round, okay? So find whatever comfortable seat that you wanna take and like really test out the seat because that minute's gonna feel excruciating if you are not comfortable. So if you need a little lift underneath your seat, if you need to prop a leg up, if you want to add a little bit more height, but allow yourself to be able to sit up tall. Your hands can be wherever you want them to be. Soften the shoulders, close the eyes. Start to find your breath in through your nose, out the nose. So thinking about the previous limbs, our sensory withdrawal. So your eyes are closed. Try not to let light and shadows distract you. Let any other sounds that you can hear in the room and in the gym become ambient noise. Bring your attention to your breath. maybe you start to feel a little bit of spaciousness. And as things start to float in and out of your mind, you can notice them, but don't dwell on them. Let them pass by like clouds in the sky. Let go of any gripping in the shoulders and the jaw in the hands and the toes. Gently flutter the eyes open. Does anyone want to share how their first round went? Did you have a nagging voice in your head? Yeah, it's hard. This stuff doesn't come easily. If this came easily, we'd all be like meditation gurus, and we'd all be super calm and never get pissed at each other for silly things in life. Unfortunately, that's not life, right? This is a practice that we have to actually work at. If you need to change your seating, feel free to do so. We're gonna go a little longer for this next round. So get yourself settled in. Feel your spine grow tall. Soften your shoulders and close your eyes. Start with that sensory withdrawal. Let background noise become background noise. Notice what floats through, let it pass. Gently flutter the eyes open here. The second round go a little better than the first. It's almost like that first round you kind of have to like work out the kinks, right? Notice what pops up and kind of get yourself past it. All right. Change up however you need to sit. We're gonna go one more round. We'll go about three minutes for this next round. Again, just notice what comes up as you sit through this, right? Do you start to feel your spine collapsing on you, right? Do you start to feel maybe your breath becomes a little erratic? Sometimes I find that I stop breathing. I don't know how that happens. My mind is just off somewhere else. Um, And if that happens to you, take a breath. Uh, Any X-Men fans? that? Okay, you got Dr. Professor X, cerebral. I always think of that for meditation, right? That he has to get into that space and like turn off his own thinking and it becomes like this interconnectedness with all the other mutants. So if that visual helps you when you're feeling um, lost or like, what am I doing? Or your mind starts to wander Use that. If it doesn't help you, you have no idea what I'm talking about, let it pass. Okay. Last round. Again, give yourself that space, nice tall spine, relax those shoulders, close your eyes. Let go of the distractions. Tell your interruptions, not now. And just see whatever it is your mind is seeing without judgment and without analysis. Start to flutter your eyes open. Oh, how did that last round feel? Any questions about what we've talked about today? Stuff might pop up later. Okay Let's get you guys into Shavasana. I'm gonna offer you guys up a couple of different ways to set up today. Option one. tall block. Middle setting, put your bolster on top. I'm gonna sit, roll yourself down. Those blocks are there to hold you. If you want a blankie on top, feel free to put a blanket on you. Arms could be out. Option two, if you want lift under the legs instead. You put your blocks about hips width distance, bolster on top. Set your legs up top. Roll yourself down, okay? If there's any other way that you wanna set up, feel free to do so. Make sure you're comfortable. your arms wherever you need them. Close the eyes. We'll take three cleansing breaths here together. Big inhale through your nose. Exhale out your mouth. Two more breaths. Release. Last one. to deepen your breath. Invite movement into the fingers and into the toes. Circle your wrists and your ankles. Find a full body stretch, reach your arms long. Yawn, and move your jaw around. Gently find your way back to a comfortable seat, and we'll keep the eyes closed. Bring your palms together at heart center. And let's seal our practice with a single om. Take a full breath in. Sigh it out. Inhale to chant. Thanks for listening to Finding Drishti podcasts. If you'd like to learn more about me or my teaching schedule in Austin, Texas, please visit findingdrishti.com.